Welcome to the Finance Savvy CEO Series. I'm your host, Marguerite Presley Davis, former Wall Street financial analyst turned financial strategist for small business owners and entrepreneurs, a financial expert, angel investor, speaker, author, and creator of Your Profit Playbook. This is a series where I take you by the hand to calm the confusion and overwhelm over finances, to give you step-by-step strategies to help you master the financial side to running a business and ultimately transform you into a finance-savvy CEO. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to talk to you about one of my favorite topics. I think I probably say like every topic is my favorite topic, but this one is definitely on the top of the list, and it is pricing. So we are going to dive into some of the um, considerations when you're thinking about how do I price, right? Like, am I priced correctly? We're going to talk about all the things to consider, and I'm even going to tell you some of the things to not do. So you're in for a treat today. Let's go ahead and dive in. So one of the things that I often hear from business owners is like, Marguerite, can you help me with my pricing? I have no idea if I'm priced correctly. Um, Whenever they think about, I want to generate more profits, most of those conversations start off by a client saying, I think I need to raise my prices or actually maybe should I reduce my prices so I can sell more. So we are going to dive in and tackle all of those. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with some of the ways that you think about are you priced correctly and some of the things that you can do to make sure that you are priced correctly. So let's start off with number one. The number one thing that I want you to do when you start thinking about your pricing is first think about what is the value that I'm creating. And this is what you'll hear me refer to as value-based pricing. So value-based pricing is all around pricing based on that value that you're creating for your customers. So, you know, I like examples. So let's go to a specific example. Let's think about a cookie shop, right? So what's the value that a cookie shop provides? It's not that they provide a cookie. That's not at all the value. The value actually that a cookie shop Uh, provides is maybe it's that feeling of being able to feel comforted and just be in that happy zone. That's a value point. Maybe when you walk into this coffee shop, it smells like your grandmother's home baking fresh cookies. So that's a value that you're providing, right? You're providing that person the value of being able to feel like they are back home right in grandma's house smelling those fresh, fresh baked cookies, right? That is a value. What they do is make cookies, but that is not the value that they create. So when you think about, well, how would you price that cookie or that single cookie package of cookies? It's based on what's the value that I'm creating for my customer. I'm creating the value of being able to have that feeling of happiness and comfort and being right at home at grandmother's house. Okay. So that's what I mean when I refer to what is the value that you're creating. I'm going to give you another example, okay? So if you are, let's say you're a coach and you are a life coach, well, what is the value that you're creating as a life coach? You're enabling somebody to potentially make a leap in their life. Maybe you're allowing them to no longer be stuck and move forward with the decision that they've been struggling with. 
that's a huge value point, right? And so you're going to charge based on that value that you're creating. So I know what you're probably thinking. You're like, well, Marguerite, well, like, how do I price that value? So here's a strategy that you can do when you're thinking about value-based pricing. What are some of the alternatives that a person can do to get that same value point, right? So going back to the cookie example, if someone can get that feeling of like happiness and that feeling of feeling like you're in back at your grandmother's house smelling those fresh baked cookies, what is the alternative that that person could do for that feeling, right? Maybe for the fun, they could go to an amusement park. Sure. Maybe they could call their grandmother up on the phone and they could have that conversation. Um, maybe they could actually go and travel home, right? And so you want to think about what would the price of those alternative solutions be, right? Or let me say it on the flip side, going to the coaching example. If you're helping that person to no longer be stuck in life, right? You're helping them to think through that decision and make that decision that's going to allow them to propel in life or make that step forward. What's the alternative, right? Like what could they pay to also get that value delivered, right? So think through that. So if I no longer want to feel stuck Maybe if I'm going to a coach, an alternative that I could do is maybe I could also, um, you know, maybe I could go and talk to a psychologist, right? I, I could do that. That could sometimes be an alternative to getting that value. Um, or on the flip side, maybe I would just remain stuck, okay? And if I remain stuck, what else would I be passing up? right? I could be passing up future job opportunities. I could be passing up relationships with maybe an important family member. So that's what you want to think through of like, well, what is that value that I'm creating? And what is something is an alternative that I could do to get that same value to start to kind of heading you in the right direction for pricing? Okay. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is my, um, I'm going to call this one the thing that a lot of business owners that I'll see, they'll do with pricing. And it's the thing that I am going to recommend you not do. And what that is called is competitor-based pricing. Competitor-based pricing is where you look at what other competitors in the market are charging for a similar product or service that you provide. Now, there's times where this may make sense, but I want to give you a really huge nuance to this. So let's talk about where it may make sense. So you're doing, um, you know, you're thinking of launching a new product, launching a new service, and you want to get kind of, again, what I'm going to call those guardrails is like, where do I stand? Like, what are the, what is that range of pricing that I can do? And you do, and you want to research competitors and you want to see where they're priced at. That will help you put guardrails, absolutely. But here is what I do not want you to do. I do not want you to look, see where your competitors are priced, and then that's where you set your price points. And here's why. Who knows what those competitors did to set their pricing? Your guess is as good as mine. So. It would be potentially you following a pricing structure, a pricing strategy that's based around no real research or no real logic, okay? And that would be you following along that. 
That doesn't make too much sense, right? So again, the nuance here is if you want to do competitor-based pricing to get a sense for guardrails around like how is the closest competitor, what's that high point, and what's that low point, what's that midpoint, absolutely. But I never want you to base your pricing strategy around what the competitors are doing. We have no idea how they got to that pricing. And furthermore, you should price intrinsically based. And what I mean by price intrinsically based is you are based on what we just talked about in number one, the value that you're creating. Just because a competitor may play in the same market as you, it does not mean that they're creating the same value that you're creating. And that's why I want you to get super clear when we just talked about number one on that value that you're creating. Because once you're clear on your value that you're creating, then you can intrinsically think about, and when I say internally as a company, think about that value. And then you can look at that within those guardrails of how your competitors are priced. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. The next thing I want you to do when you're thinking about, well, how do I price? Am I priced correctly? Here's the best thing that you can do. It's ask your customers. You guys, I think that um, I see it with my clients. I see it with businesses all over the place. They they don't realize the resource that they have in front of them as their customers. Our customers inform so much about our business, right? They inform a lot of the strategies, a lot of the growth opportunities that we decide to take on, right? We can find that information from our customers. All we have to do is ask. So what I'm suggesting here as part of you know figuring out, am I priced correctly? Do I need to change my pricing? Start by asking your customers. And what I mean by asking your customers is start to get a feel for, um, do they think that you're priced too high for, again, going back to number one, the value that you're creating? Would they actually be willing to pay more for what you're creating? Maybe. So here's what you do. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about this, but the number one um, way that is most easy and effective is to create a survey that you go and you put out to your customers and you ask them about the pricing, right? And you don't directly have to say, hey, do you think I'm priced correctly? You can truly say for the price point, do you feel like you receive more value or less value, right? It could be as something as simple as that. Now, I want you to be more creative than that, and I want you to bring in your brand voice and your brand presence, the whole nine to that, but that's just an easy example to give you um, just directionally where you could start with that. Now, one of the th key things that you're trying to get to, and this is the crux of this one by asking your customers, is you're trying to get a feel for how price sensitive they are or not. And here's what I mean by that. Sometimes what we do when we're trying to grow our profits is you may increase your pricing slightly. Now, with a slight increase in price, there's two things that could happen. One, your customer could be totally fine with it. They could feel like they're getting so much value from you that they would be more than happy to pay you a little more, right? So that's one method. And the second method, the opposite of it is a slight increase in price could mean that you lose a lot of your customers. And what that would tell us is that your customers may actually be price sensitive, meaning a slight change in price could cause you to lose those customers. Or it could mean that maybe that they actually don't feel like they're getting the value that would support that slight price increase. Okay. So 
you know, when you think about the sensitivity of your clients, it's not only about asking them, right, and doing the surveys to understand, but it's also sometimes what we do a lot is we, it's price research, right, and you tweak your prices slightly up or down and see how it impacts you from a customer standpoint. Again, do you get more customers or do you lose more? And I think this brings me to um, a very important part that I, that I want to uh, make sure is clear here. Pricing is about testing, you guys. Like, there's no shortcut to getting your sweet spot in pricing. There's so much testing that goes along with pricing to get you to that point where you feel really confident that you are priced correctly, that you're charging for that price that aligns perfectly with that value that you're creating. Um, and there's one last thing that I'm going to leave you with when it comes to pricing, because this is a topic that I have with my clients so much, and it is around hourly based pricing. So sometimes what we do is we price based upon how long it takes us to deliver a service or deliver a product, right? So one of the things that I want to caution you about hourly based pricing is as you become more um, experienced in your craft, what happens sometimes is you can do things faster. But just because you can do things faster and it takes less time, it doesn't mean that you should necessarily haircut the price that you're charging for that product or service. Um, the second part that I want to call out when it comes to this hourly based pricing concept is if you're producing a service or a product, it doesn't matter. You, you must be very careful that you are taking into account your time from end to end, right? So again, you know, I love examples. Let me give you an example here. Say you are a, um, say you do a service space, right? Um, and you deliver, say you are a, let's say you're a massage therapist, okay? So the time that you spend as a massage therapist is just not that 30-minute or an hour appointment that you have with your client. There's work that you do before. There's work that you do after. There's potentially time it takes you to drive to that client site, right? All of that time has to be accounted for, not just the time that it takes you to deliver that service to that customer. So let's recap, right? Pricing all begins with being super, super clear on that value that you're creating. Everything that we talked about today from competitor-based pricing to price sensitivity to the hour spent, it all ties on being crystal clear on the value that you're delivering to the client. And what I want to leave you with is that remember, the value that you create is not what you do. What you do is different from the value that you create, and you need to price based on the value that you create, not what you do. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week, and as usual, I will talk to you next week.